Welcome to Yes Mother. This is a podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. Uh, we're talking about visiting hours from season five. We're going to be recapping the episode. And I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Mother, do you think she's good enough? recording all the feedback we've we have uh deduced that this will be a second podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so here we are just minutes after recording the feedback we're just gonna now let's just get into it all right we open with head norma getting mug shots and fingerprinted she asks the deputy what happens next and he tells her tomorrow She'll go in front of the judge, and after that, she will probably be moved to a pretrial des- detention facility. Head Norma says, you mean prison? The deputy says she will be put where the judge wants to keep her, but it won't be there. They don't do that. She says it's a bit premature and asks about bail. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to bail you out? I know. <laughs> what kind of, it's going to be a lot of money. To... <laughs> oh, Head Norma. so like Norma sometimes (laughs) the deputy says it's up to the judge but don't count on it (laughs) next we see Dylan at the King's Motel and Emma pulls up they hug and she asks what happened he tells him she tells him Katie is with her dad and she wanted to be there with Dylan to help him through this Dylan tells her they found her mom's body in the lake she was murdered he says he knows it was Norman Emma almost falls and Dylan catches her. She takes a few steps away and turns around and Dylan says he's sorry. Opening sequence. Um, so I didn't know they had like electronic fingerprint things. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Though it makes sense now that like <coughs> Apple phones use electronic fingerprints and stuff. Yeah, totally makes sense. That technology's out there. Yeah. So, so, yep, yeah, it was sad to see Dylan tell Emma. That's. Yeah, and she came so supportive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just wanted to be with you. <laughs> and then she gets sad, and then that all fell to hell. Yep. <laughs> Support gone. Yep. So, um, next we hear Bobby Darren's Call Me Irresponsible, playing as the police are searching the motel and the house. Uh, there's a lot of people. Where did all these people come from? Um, like, there's got to be like um, a state agency that they can call in, because there's no way White Pine Bay has that kind of resources. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure that was that. And FBI, FBI. I don't know what the rules are, but once there's multiple bodies right. <laughs> there's got to be some sort of fbi steps in or right, state right. you're right the state med i think it was like state medical examiner stuff maybe 
forensics teams, something. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of alarming to see all those people at the on the Bates property, though. It's like, mm, it yeah. just doesn't look right. It was like a little rectal exam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and it just like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it just... <laughs> There's, there are, there's so many secrets there. I know. That's the thing. It's, it's like they're intruding and it's like, hey. Intrusive. That's the word. Leave the house alone. <laughs> that's an enormous house. Yeah, we know that there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff you'll find, but don't yeah, worry about it. <laughs> well, the Remember house and the, care of it. you know, it's, it's one of those things where the house is a character itself oh yeah too so it was like it just didn't seem right to see these strangers on the property it was just like hmm. yeah just looking at everything inspecting everything yeah it's like none of your business <laughs> <laughs> we all became little norman bates <laughs> we all became like mama bears for the house <laughs> I'm Mama Bear in the house. <laughs> That's just weird. It's not weird. If we can Mama Bear it, because Romero's bringing in a big screen, we can Mama Bear it for this. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast stars <and> Romero. <laughs> that was a big, that was one of his biggest slip-ups. <laughs> and will remain so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no matter what happens in the film. <laughs> We'll never forgive him for TV. <laughs> and watching football. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, it cuts to Green and some others in Norma's bedroom. One of them sneezes and complains about the dust and says they don't think the place has been dust since Norma died. Green says she died two years ago, but the room looks like she still lives there. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> I want everyone to find out. I know. Maybe no one took selfies. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, what's going on with Norman when he puts on the wig and dress? Is that head Norma? Yeah, that's head Norma for sure. And he just feels a sense of, I got to put on a wig and dress and look like her? Hmm. It seems like a different level of something. Sorry to just like throw that out there, but it just like struck me when I was talking about him taking selfies. And I was like, why would he be wearing the wig? What's going on when he puts that on? What's happening? Well, I think in the movie, it helped um, It helped him feel more like Norma. Like it made it more realistic to him. Yeah. So maybe that's true. And you know, last time I watched it, I took my phone and I recorded the detective scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the, not the detective, sorry. I recorded the audio of the psychiatrist explaining Norman Okay. to everybody, just thinking we may want that sometime. <laughs> that was a good idea. So we can play that any time where the movie Norman is explained pretty thoroughly. Yeah, okay. It just, I don't know, it just struck me and I said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll think about it in my rewatch, but I think it made Head Norma 
just feel a little more like Norma. Yeah. Okay. Because it seems like it only happened like when they were doing the ruse of her pretending she's dead. Like, I wonder if it has. I don't know. Keep it in mind during rewatch and tell me what you think. <laughs> like he never did it after he started figuring out that she's been kind yeah. of like ever since Maggie kind of really got in mixed up in the thing. Well, Maggie. Madeline. Sorry. <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> since Madeline started getting in. Well, it seems like the last time we saw him in the wig and dress was when he hit was when Caleb was around. Yeah. So. Was that after the scene at the bar that we didn't see and we still haven't seen? Oh, show. Better. better be on the DVD extras. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. You'll... I will give that some good thought. Give us some week. thought while you're rewatching this weekend. Okay. So, okay. Uh, okay, one of the cops processing the bed says someone has been sleeping in the bed. Cuts to the kitchen and a bunch of cops are in there gathering evidence. They, sorry, they uh-huh. found a hair, they found like the, I'm guessing when they said pulp, the pulp is fresh. Right. So was that Romero's hair or was that Norman's hair? I'm thinking Because that was when my like uh, thoughts on Sheriff Green putting Romero on the scene started. Mm. She's going to find his hair, and then they find the body of Chick. And so I'm just like, my mind is just like turning about how she's going to like get Romero in on this. And then, like I said, Romero just kind of cuts it himself, (laughs) (laughs) makes his presence known. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was Romero's hair. Romero's hair. Yeah, it's got to be. Or it can easily be Norman's. Yeah. It just for my purposes, for Sheriff Green, it would have been right. Romero. Right. Anyway, sorry. Go on. No, that's okay. Um, cuts to the kitchen, and a bunch of cops are in there gathering evidence. Also in the dining dining room. Cuts to a cop outside the house with a metal detector, and it goes off. Cuts to one of them going down to the basement. He takes a picture, and we see the owl in the flash. <laughs> That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cuts to the one outside with the metal detector. She radios to Green that she found a suitcase that was buried and it belongs to Audrey Ducote. Green tells her to stay there. She will be right down. The guy in the basement cuts in on the radio and says he has the suitcase beat by a mile and he starts taking pictures of Chick. Interesting. This scene... I don't know, and just my head's been turning a little bit, so if they really did see some evidence of what's his name? Keith Summers in the kitchen, and if they're able to match that blood, it just feels like we're gonna need like I'm sure that we're gonna get the events carry on right where they left off, but I feel like maybe the last fifteen minutes needs to be some sort of epilogue where they've put everything together fully and just discuss it. Like Sheriff Green. I, I agree. Much like Psycho. I agree, because they still have to put together Dr. Edwards. And would they really totally ignore Bradley's body? Yeah, yeah. Would that never come up? That seems weird and a waste. 
Well, it it does, and I would like to see like a ten or fifteen minute epilogue. I would like them to see, okay, that makes sense. Why Bradley's fingerprints, recent fingerprints, were in her mother's house. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, Doctor Edwards. I want to know all the Doctor Edwards stuff. I, I do don't want too. that to just I don't he's want... missing. Yeah, that's fine and everything. We can totally just headcanon, headcanon. what happened there. But still, would be great. <laughs> well, I want to see him at least put it together that he's missing because of Norman. Yeah. You know. No, I want all the bodies lined up. I want them all discovered. Yeah. I want it all. And it feels like that can't happen if they just have one more episode where oh. it's just... See, they spent, too much, they spent too much time on Emma. This yeah. episode. <laughs> yes, they did. There was a lot of, there's not a lot of real estate left. <laughs> no, there's not. And there was every a moment is precious. <laughs> every moment's precious. And there was just too much. I didn't need all the em- scattering the ashes and stuff that could have, they could have done that a lot quicker than they did. Yeah. Well, <sighs> maybe they can do the showdown pretty fast and maybe they can honestly do some sort of. Maybe epilogue thing. I mean, I, I'm still going to trust him, but... Has anyone heard for sure it's just an hour next week? I have no idea. They didn't do, with that promo, they didn't do any sort of, like, in a two-hour. Right. Or anything like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm nervous. I want everything. I want it all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And you're going to get our live reactions because we're, oh, yeah. we're going to record it. Record us watching. So. Just audio. Yes. Okay. Um, next, we see Romero sitting in Chick's car. He starts it and drives away. He looks so cold. I know. He just <laughs> I wanted to tuck him in the <laughs> Drunk or not. <laughs> I think. I think uh, sick. Just this, although this Romero seemed to have his wits about him a lot more than he did last episode. He did. <laughs> he wasn't maybe, so septic. <laughs> maybe those antibiotics are kicking in better and he got a little rest. Who knows? <laughs> Couldn't have got much rest. It looked really cold in White Pine Bay right now. <laughs> it looks like he slept in Chick's car. Probably did. Anyway, okay. Hmm. Next, we see Emma and Dylan in the hotel room. Emma says, this isn't real, and it isn't really happening. And Dylan says he feels the same way. Dylan says he has thought about these things for so long, it doesn't seem possible. He says he never wanted to bring her anything but happiness. She says it isn't his fault. He isn't the one that brought Norman into her life. He was so sweet when she met him. Dylan says Norman is sweet. He's just out of his mind. I love <laughs> I love how she talks about he's sweet and says it. She's like, that doesn't make it better. (laughs) 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 Emma says that doesn't make it better. And she stands up and says she's going to go home. Dylan asks her to stay and they hug. She says she will stay to take care of her mother's body, but she doesn't know if they are going to make it through this. He says he understands. She tells him to never talk to her about having sympathy for Norman because if she ever sees him again, she might kill him. She didn't, though. She had sympathy. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think she was expecting what happened. (laughs) 
No. Well, we got we got reactionary, you know. <laughs> yeah. She was yeah, she it, I feel sad because when you see a loving couple and you see tragedy, some couples come together and some push away. Right. And you always want the come together stuff. Right. True. And you know, that's I being a special needs parent and going through like diagnosis and the harsh reality of that because mm-hmm. um, many of our podcast listeners know I have a special needs daughter, but they probably don't know that we didn't find out until she was 18 months old. She was perfectly fine. Her particular genetic, um, she has Rett syndrome. Her, it's a, it's a genetic disorder, but it doesn't really show up until a certain stage in their development. And for Eleanor, it was about 15 months where I started mm-hmm. getting worried about her. But I, I mean, I raised a baby and a sister to scout that was, I thought was perfectly normal for a year and a half. We all did. We all thought Emily was crazy when she started saying, I think something's wrong something's with Eleanor. Wrong with Eleanor. And we're like, you are not. She's Even Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Even Rob's like, she's fine. I mean, she might have a few challenges, but she's, it's not like there's anything really wrong with her. I'm right. Like, right. <laughs> and I, lucky me, I turned out to be right. <laughs> but, so I've been through Rob and I've also been into the special needs parent community and I've seen so many fight each other and have different opinions and Mm. there's so much divorce rate and all of that and I've seen tragedy and stress really wreck a marriage and I've seen the husband and wife not come together and I'm the divorce rate's kind of high and I one of the things I feel most blessed about in life is that Rob and I reacted the exact same way and we came together and Yes. I think we're stronger for what we've been through with Eleanor. And we just, sure. we look at her the same way and we're just kind of one about it. And uh, we I, have all said, Eleanor, you and Rob are the perfect parents for her. Like, we are, the way you I, guys work with her and the way you work together with her and just the love that you have for her is, Rob is so cute with her, you know? Yeah. And we're both, we're both pretty like, just, laid back I think we are pretty good for Eleanor because we just kind of you don't seem as stressed out about it and you don't seem woe is me about it either Mm -mm. and I and sometimes one parent's like that and the other one is like super can't handle it right right anyways there's just a couple going through stress (laughs) it can make or break you and you can come apart or you can go together come together and I just I'm so glad. That's just one of the best things about my life is that Rob and I just accepted it the exact same way and we're just one about it and it's awesome and yay for that. And I am sad because I think Dylan was okay with it all, but it was Emma that she she did the non-come together and that's just that's too bad. It's, it's hard to see. It's It's hard to watch. It is. It's Especially for a young couple that has a newborn baby and Yeah. This should be when they bond. They've both just lost their mothers. It's frustrating. But I think they will. I think I think it's gonna help Emma come to 
grip what's happening after seeing after visiting Norman. I'm really glad she yeah. got to visit. I no, think that's I have really, really... going to like help put things into perspective and you know. Yeah, absolutely. I have a very good feeling about what happened in that. I do too. In that holding cell. It was just really hard to watch her be like kind of a bitch. It was hard and it sucks. I don't like to see the couples that split apart because of tragedy it just it's so much better not to guys <laughs> you can't you you can't control your feelings when you get super stressed but well, and especially when you've got such a great guy like dylan as your partner i mean yeah, yeah. it's dylan <laughs> like who was it that said he has gone above and beyond being there for her and supporting her yeah i think shannon said that i mean dylan got her the money to get her lung transplant before they were even dating yep you know, so anyway, all right, get your stuff together, Emma. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> we're all the way conflicted. you react. <laughs> the way you react in a tragedy says a lot about you. So, yeah, be better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you this one, I guess. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. So next we see Norman in a room at the jail, and Julia. Ramos walks in and tells them. Julia Ramos. Julia Ramos walks in and tells them. Alex Trebek. It. <laughs> yeah. Rob and I always do that. And we always Alex Trebek. <laughs> Especially when we're making Mexican food or something. Yes. <laughs> Get this jalapeno. <laughs> she asks if they are treating him all right and he says he says if he says they aren't can can she get him out um julia apologizes (laughs) (laughs) it's like she just has no she still thinks she can get out of this oh man it's so norma it's so norma but Um, even worse it seems to me yeah but, I don't know. It's hard to be worse than regular normal. <laughs> <laughs> About such things. That's true. <laughs> um, Julia apologizes to him and tells him this is going to be a tough road. Um, suddenly it's head Norma and she asks what happens now. Julia says tomorrow is a preliminary hearing which will determine if the case goes to trial depending on the state's evidence. Julia says they will most likely take it to trial so they need to start thinking of their brooch. Head Norma says, oh, well, I didn't do it, so not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh you're right. <laughs> she gets a little something from her defense attorney, and she's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. Like, not again. guilty. Done. <laughs> Again. I'll be out in 24 hours. <laughs> so, Norma. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Julia says she agrees, and Head Norma says, so you believe me? Julia says she's, she agrees with the approach. Julia says there are no light sentences when it comes to serial homicide, but if he pleads guilty, they can hope to keep him alive. Multiple life sentences and a max- maximum security prison. Julia says she would like to go with not guilty by reason of insanity. Head Norma says, so I spend the rest of my life in an institution? Julia says, probably. 
Head Norma says she doesn't like it. She says, <laughs> well, it's like one or the other, really. <laughs> um, Head Norma, this is your fault. <laughs> I just want to point out, you're the murdery one. <laughs> yeah, but she'll never take the blame. It's all Norman's fault for calling. <laughs> for looking at beautiful women. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she said she was out of her mind when they confessed to them. She asked multiple times for her medication, and they never gave it to her. And that Sheriff Green, she hid me the moment she met me. It's like I smelled bad to her or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. She's weird. It's inappropriate. <laughs> what? You explain what was inappropriate about Sheriff Green. I know. <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> but again, so Norma. This is like, oh. This is what live Norma would be saying. Yeah. She's so... I love that she's just desperately hanging on to this medication thing. Like, <laughs> like they're going to just throw out the confession, which even if they throw out the confession, there's still enough evidence, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> totally. You know, it's like she doesn't seem to get it. <laughs> Um, oh, get your head out of the clouds. I know. Uh, Julia says, yeah, she messed up. She crossed the line, and I will make a motion in court to suppress your confession on the grounds that it was made during duress and cognitive impairment. Head Norma says, that's great. I love that. <laughs> Ju- Julia says... Sorry, she just cracked me up. In the <laughs> Julia says... But the state still has some very strong physical evidence against you, Norman. She says they can't fight this piece by piece. Or they can fight this piece by piece. But he still has a strong insanity plea. Norma says, because my stepfather locked me up in the institution? Julia says yes, and also maybe he needed to be there. Julia says that Dylan said Norman suffers from multiple personalities. Now it's Norman, and he says, oh, so Dylan's a doctor now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Julia. Julia says the proper term is dissociative identity disorder DID she asks if he has ever been diagnosed with it he says everyone has multiple personalities Julia we pull out what we need when we have to <laughs> oh man I want I laughed and I wanted to strangle that Norma so much in the scene <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> You are in it deep. I know. I know you're trying to shush it all off and just whisk it all under the rug, but it's too much. And they only have half of it. Mm -hmm. By half of it, I mean half the bodies. Half the bodies, exactly. Yeah, there's there's more. Yeah, you're the rest of your life in an institution. (laughs) Be happy. Go hang out with Dickie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... uh, It's like telling that the sheriff denied her the medication. it's, It's like the confession matters that much at this point. Yes, I know. Exactly. She is putting everything on that. Well, they didn't give me the medication, so 
get me out of here. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a couple things like that. And that's, Oh, okay. You can walk. I know. No. <laughs> And you were prescribed the ID. You know you were. Right. That's that's the thing. It's like, well, he says it here. So Julia tells him that's not an answer, not what he can use in court. He says he was only in Pineview for two weeks and no one there really understood him. Bullcrap. Dr. Bull e did. Bullcrap. <laughs> and you know this. He had your number. <laughs> Pegged the first session he knew. I guess he's just saying this because he's trying to shush the fact that Dr. E is dead. Like, if I don't mention his name, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's downplay and sweeping under the rug. And that well, it is, is because classic Norma thinking if, that could go away. Yeah, exactly. Because if he says, yes, Dr. Edwards did seem to have an idea... Well, of course, Julie is going to go try and find Dr. Edwards. And guess what? He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so just shush it. <laughs> I imagine someone's going to Pineview and looking into this. I'm sure. At this point. That yeah. They have to. They this, have we to. need more time. I know. We need more episodes. Um, let's see. She says it's crucial to have him evaluated now. She needs to know so she can figure out the best way to help him. Norman asks Julia if she is a mother. She says no. Then it's head Norma, and she says, did you ever want to be a mother? Julia says no. And head Norma says, that's smart, because you seem like you'd like to succeed to win. And being a mother is an impossible job to win. Julia says they will just take it one step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, I thought that. I feel like we're just missing something after that mother thing that he said. That Julia's onto it or something? Yeah, or something. I don't know. It just. Why would a 20 year old kid be talking to her about what it's like to be a mother? (laughs) I mean, where does that even come from? Yeah, well, I I was I was severely disappointed that there was no like confrontation of the multiple personalities more than there was because she's aware of them, but she just didn't play out anything that made her seem like she's not talking to Norman. Right, I'm talking about Julia. Right. It just yeah that it just seems it just seems like we missed like something got cut or something because where did this. I would really like to have seen some sort of confrontation that she knows she is actually not talking to her client. Right. That would have really helped my mind through this. Yeah, because it's just like, why did he even bring up this being a mother thing? It just doesn't, it, I don't know. It just, it was, I think the word is unsatisfying. It was unsatisfying to see that play out and then not have Julia confront Norma. Right, like... Who, I guess who am I talking to right now? You know, am I giving her too much credit that she needs to put together that Norman is his mother, and is the show not ready for that? Like, is that coming next episode? They don't want Julia to know that yet. Maybe. They want her to just be thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe, but something's going on. Yeah, and it left me just 
unsettled. Kind of, and I mean, it yeah. felt Me too. unsatisfactory. Well, and it could be we never see Julia again because Norman's been broken out. I mean, true. And we're that might be in it for Julia. They could have, and they they had a chance to redeem it when she came to talk to Dylan, but he she never mentioned. I wanted at that point again. I wanted her and Dylan to put together that his second personality is his it mother. Is his mother, right? Nothing like that. She Mm-mm. didn't even Mm-mm. approach it or broach the subject. It just seemed like I've met Norman. She said. Once I met him, you know, I can see. It's like, you haven't met Norman. Right, right. <laughs> Do you even know that? Right. I don't know. It's very, error. I don't know. Yep. It's my what the bit. What the bit. <sighs> okay. Next, we see Dylan and Emma in the hotel room, and she is on the phone with her dad. She tells him not to bring Katie. It's not safe there. I am going to get, right now, give um, Olivia Cook props for a great phone conversation where you could tell what the dad was saying and right. it was realistic to me. Yes. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> I, don't, I think we've discussed it on this podcast, but it's hard to do the the phone call convincing phone yep. call conversation and this was good this and it really, good you could tell exactly what he was saying on his line by the way she reacted. So it's a combo of acting and writing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, props. Okay. She gets off the phone and Dylan tells her that with Norman in jail, it's safe there and maybe it would help if Will brought Katie there. Emma asks who it would help. Dylan says he just meant with Katie there, they might feel better. He's like, maybe you'll melt seeing daddy hold the baby. (laughs) 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 No, but I I agree. When these things happen, it's nice to have your loved ones around you and that includes babies. (laughs) Oh, sure. I for mom's funeral, I held Lucy most of the time because I was like, yay, Lucy. <laughs> 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 Distraction. <laughs> she was like one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dylan says he just meant with Katie there, they might feel better. Emma says she isn't going to bring Emma there so they can feel better about Norman murdering her mother. So Emma just, she wants to feel bad. And she, I think she felt yeah. like she was being unselfish, but I don't know. It, it wasn't the right way to react, if you ask me. <laughs> no, but I also, you know, I get the instinct of protecting the baby, and yes. it is crazy there. I, I, I get that too. I'm yeah. on board with the don't bring Katie. I agree too, but on the other hand, and what Dylan's saying, Nathan's too. Yes, yes. They both had a good point. Um. He says, okay, he gets it. She says, there is no other way to say it. And he says, he knows. There is another. So she meant no other way to say it. It's like, I'm going to use the term Norman murdering. Yes. My mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. Emma, she just had lots of reactions. <laughs> <laughs> She's at that point where Dylan just needs to be like, yep, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, dear. No, dear. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, There's knock at the door. It's Julia. It was just, yeah, bad timing. Yeah. (laughs) It's Julia. She says she wants to give him an update on Norman. He says they don't want an update on him. 
he introduces Emma to Julia. He asks Emma if it's okay if he steps outside and talks to Julia for a few minutes. And she asks about what? His defense? She says, he's guilty. <laughs> Julia says she's sorry for the loss of her mother and knows this is a difficult time. Emma says, oh, has your brother-in-law killed your mother? Julia says, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julia, why? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> defense attorney. Just I know. <laughs> Sometimes you need to put away the yeah. defense attorney. <laughs> put those instincts down for a second. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that would make me so mad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, there. It's always going to be. It's going to be a difficult time for a while. But this was a particularly difficult time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she should have called first, and he should have said. In an hour or something. But right, right. Just horrible timing. Yep. And to make this like it's any time that's going to be cold anyways, we might as well talk. No, that's wrong. <laughs> I, know. I like the way Dylan put it. It's going to be a difficult time for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Emma walks into the bathroom. Dylan tells Julia she has their money and they don't be involved anymore. Julia says they have charged Norman with capital offense, and that means he could face a death penalty. She says it would look really good for Norman if Dylan was there for the preliminary hearing, sitting behind Norman. She will hold a chair for him. He says he can't do that. She says that yesterday Dylan told her his brother was not bad. He was just crazy, and she believed him and believes him even more now that she has met Norman. She says people are going to have to see Norman's connection to humanity once they see the evidence of the crimes, and that connection is Dylan. He he is all Norman has. She says, sometimes it sucks to be family. Sucks for Dylan, that's for sure. (laughs) I feel like once the the fact that Norma's body, he's dug her up and lived with her, (laughs) is not going to (laughs) help. Because that's just going to be another level that the public and everything is just... uh, How are they going to find that out, though? I mean... Oh, the body's coming up. Norma's gonna right, but at this time. point, at the pre-trial hearing, that's not gonna be. Oh, I'm talking about more long-term. Long-term, I guess, term, sure. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's all well and good, but <laughs> I think it's gonna be wasted effort. <laughs> I think so, and you know, she, her point that. You know, people are going to have to see a connection to humanity once they see the crime. I don't know if seeing the family there helps anyone. You know uh, what I mean? I, I'd i be surprised. I, I'd be, you know, if I was sitting there in like the preliminary hearing of a serial killer, you know, a Ted Bundy or something, and his mom was sitting there, I, I would feel sorry for his mom, but not for him. Mm-mm. And especially if the brother's sitting there with a the big gash on his head. And exactly. You can only imagine how that I It's like, <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. It looked worse. <laughs> oh, so he beat up his his supportive brother, too. <laughs> exactly. Of course your mind would go there. I think it's, I, I think it's the last gasp grasping at straw defense attorney mechanism like tactic no one stuff yeah 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 it's like that's all she's got and it it sucks because <laughs> basically all she is i mean she does have all i guess that's untrue because she has all the um 
insanity stuff. Right, but right. basically all she's got is everyone deserves a defense attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's where she's at right now. Yep. But with all the insanity stuff, uh, that's she's got a little more than that. Yeah. But at the same time, and she even said it in that room, it's like, maybe you should be there. I loved that. Yes. That was my favorite line she said in there. It's like, well, maybe you should have been in the institution. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're killing people. And I know it. As your defense attorney, I know that. <laughs> She's still going to do her job. and Sure. But I don't think she wants to get him off. I don't think she wants what Norma, head Norma wants. She doesn't want him to walk. No, she she pretty much said that. She's like, I'm just going to try and keep you alive. Yeah. She's not trying to get him off on a technicality or anything. I think her, she wants to just the, either the multiple life sentences or life in an institution. I don't think her goal is to get him off. No. That would be like, oh. That would be very irresponsible. I know. I, I think there's a lot of defense attorneys out there that, yeah. I mean, sure, and that's the kind of defense attorney I can't get behind. Right, getting him out of the death penalty. Sure, I'll. I'll, Sure, that's fine. You know, but so, but yeah, and that's gonna be, you know, poor Emma. You know, one thing I was thinking of watching this, even though I was still kind of like mad at her for being so bitchy, but like. She and Dylan are paying good money to defend Norman right now. That's right. <laughs> so and that was okay last episode. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll make it work, you know. We'll I don't it think out. it's okay. <laughs> I don't think that's okay because that's, can you, oh, I would be like, so that would not fly. <laughs> well, if, and that's a big if, this whole trial actually happens. That's going to be a real sticking point in their marriage. I, I know. <laughs> that's going to become one of the big ones. Is that they're spending a lot of money to defend him. And she has no interest. Right. <laughs> so, in defending him at the moment. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So next we see Emma in the hotel room on the phone. So I'm, I think this is the next morning. Um, Dylan walks in with coffee and a bag of something, presumably bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she gets off the phone and says her mother's body has been released to a funeral home and she needs to go make the arrangements. She says she wants to be on her own. She asked if he is going to the hearing and he says not if she doesn't want him to. She says she can't tell him what to do with his family. Um, next we see Emma at the Wilcox funeral home. Sable asks if she wants burial or cremation. Sable says cremation is more economical. Emma says cremation is fine. Sable asks if it was Emma's mother and Emma says yes, but she didn't know her very well. The young Wilcox. <laughs> I, never, I don't remember his name. I'll look it up on IMDb but right I know I called him the young Wilcox last time, so I'm just going with that too. The young Wilcock says sometimes those are the hardest losses. 
Which I think was kind of an awkward thing to say. <laughs> That's why Sable's in charge. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. But the losses when you hardly knew the person are not the hardest. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are the easiest losses. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. His instincts aren't great. Sables Young are pretty Wilcock, good. That's why Sable's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sable asked if she had any religious affiliations, and Emma said she belonged to the church of herself. <laughs> I was like, good one, Emma. <laughs> His name's Sam Wilcock. Oh, okay. Um, Emma asked if they did Norma Bates' funeral, and Sable says yes, after she and Sam give each other a look. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're going look at this look at this look at this (laughs) yes and it was so exciting Um, (laughs) Emma tells her Norma was more like a mother to her and asks if she is buried there Emma Emma tells them that Norma's son killed her mother and the Wilcock kids look at each other Because to Emma walking through the cemetery and she finds Norma's headstone, she kneels down and tells Norma she is and that she misses her. That was so sweet. I know. And while watching the first time, I really wanted Romero to pull up at that point. Oh. I thought that would have been interesting. That would have been. They could have, like, shared their knowledge. Because <laughs> they each know stuff the other doesn't. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've got a secret. No, you go first. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, he dug her up. And <laughs> She's not in there. <laughs> because I thought it was. Um, I mean, I think he would have thought this is somewhere they might. I don't think they're looking. I don't know. I don't know what Romero. Th- I don't there was a whole big thing of him going to the gas station. I thought, is he in White Pine Bay? Is he just getting gas at White Pine Bay? Because he's pretty conspicuous. I think he was. That was crazy to me and brazen and stupid. I, I think that's why he didn't like that guy looking at him. Oh, for sure. You but... know, because, well, Maggie lives in White Pine Bay. He killed Chicken White Pine Bay. He was a chef. Remember and the Winter Festival? Everyone knows him. I know. Him. And then Norman is in jail in White Pine Bay. So he's either in White Pine Bay or really close. Just he might have. Uh, uh, the newspaper thing said the Otter. Let's see. Otter Bay. Like it seemed like another small town. Like a collective newspaper for the few like little small towns around. Right. Right. But anyway, he could have at least had a hat or something. Yeah. I just thought, dude, what are you doing? I know. Anyway, I know. I was thinking he may not visit the cemetery because he's worried that people might be looking for him. And that's one spot they're like, okay, I bet he goes to visit the life grave. That's true. That's Somewhere down there. Right. But anyway, I wanted him to go there and I thought that was very plausible. He'd go there because he found out that Norman dug her up. He might have just wanted to like see... Maybe if he could feel, just see it, that that's where she's supposed to be, and is she there? I don't know. Anyway, I wanted him to show up. (laughs) (laughs) 
because I wanted him to talk. But anyway. Uh, next, we see Dylan looking at pictures of Norma and Norman and himself and Emma and Katie on the phone, and he gets up and leaves. It was strange to me because those pictures, it looked like it was, you know, he was obviously like looking at pictures of and Norma and looking at pictures of his wife and his baby, and it's like he got up to go to the trial, like the Norman and Norma pictures won. Yeah. It, Which seemed weird in my head to be looking at those pictures side by side and not choose the wife baby I, one. I, I thought Thanks. so too. Yeah. I, I found that odd. Because it did seem like it was making a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just, in my head, there was no choice. Uh-uh. Other choice then. No, you pick Emma. Yeah. And your baby. You've got a feature with him. You don't have a feature with Norman. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and if you do, it's a really weird, sad one. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good, I promise. <laughs> uh, next, we see Romero driving Chick's car. It's almost out of gas. Romero pulls up to a gas station. I guess enough on the other side keeps looking over at Romero. Then the other guy gasses up and asks if Romero's car is a 68 or 69. Romero says 68, and the guy questions him on that and walks over. Romero is pretty confident that it's a 68. The guy says he is right because of the taillights. The guy says to have a nice day, and he leaves. Romero sees a newspaper, and the headline is about Norman getting arrested for murder. So, okay. like, guy gassing up. <laughs> just mind your own beeswax. <laughs> yes. For one thing, just mind your own business. But for another thing, if you ask someone, the owner of a car, is it a 68 or 69, and they say 68, do you question them? <laughs> well, he seemed to know so Are much you about sure that about car? that? Then why did you ask? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And here's my other thing when approaching strangers when you're filling up gas tanks. Read, read their body language yeah. and their chatty factor. Hey, when you approach I, anyone, anything, read right. their body language and their chatty Well, finger. I'm just using that because that's <laughs> our thing. It's like some people, 68, blah, 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 whatever that was. And it's like, I think most of them want to chat a lot like that guy. But when they really send off yeah. just shut up. Just shut just up. Just shut up. That drives me crazy. why. What difference? Read the room, people. Well, and what freaking difference is it going to make in your day whether that was a 68 or 69? <laughs> well, to some people, it's a big deal. And I think most people that drive those cars and blah, 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 care. But when you come across one that doesn't, just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. <sighs> and if they're pretty confident 68 and they're the owner of the car in your mind, don't walk over and be like, are you sure about that? <laughs> I guess. I hated I that guy. I, <laughs> I just didn't think about that angle. I was thinking more about how does Romero know so well? I was wondering that too. And I had canoned that he and Chick discussed it one time. <laughs> what then, I did is that he just decided to latch on to one date and just be confident about it. And he really didn't know. And he was pleasantly surprised that he was right. right. <laughs> and he just like brushed it off like, Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> Step back. <laughs> 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 uh, 
But I think they just played that for attention. Just, uh, this guy looks like he's looking at Romero like he knows him, you know? Oh, absolutely. It, it seemed almost like a psycho movie-ish kind of a thing. Kind of. Kind of. To be like, something's up, I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah. But I really don't know that something's up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was a little like what happened with Carlton Cuse's little scene with the cop. Right. And did you think for a minute that it was Romero listening to the Beach Boys in the car? <laughs> for a minute, I thought it no. was him. I thought it was playing on his radio, and I was like, that's oh. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to the Beach Boys in Chick's car. <laughs> I could, um, I can believe that the same station that plays John Denver plays... The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Sure. Just or mishmash of mishmash. golden oldies. <laughs> right. Unless it was chicks like mixed. <laughs> that one too can work. <laughs> that works just as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Okay. So next we see Norman and Julia in the courtroom. The room is filling up with onlookers. Norman looks behind him and says these people have nothing better to do. Julia tells him to face the front and to give the judge simple answers. Dylan walks in and takes a seat in the back, and the judge walks in and her Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Her name is Sybil. So, little... I know that was done on purpose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... The judge asked Norman to stand, and it's Head Norma. The ju- judge asked Head Norma if she authorizes Julia Ramos to speak for him. It's so confusing, these he and she's and who's and... You guys know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> speak for him and asked if he understands the charges and that conviction could result in death. Head Norma says she understands. The judge asks if they want a probable cause hearing, and Julia says they do. The state calls Green to the stand. Green explains how Blackwell, Audrey, and Sam all died. The state attorney asks what the connection is between the three victims, and Green says the only connection is the Bates Motel and Norman Bates. She explains Blackwell was in the prison with Norman's stepfather, Sam Lewis was married to a woman Norman was infatuated with, and Audrey Ellis was the mother-in-law of Norman's brother. Dylan gets up and leaves the courtroom, cuts to Madeline waiting outside the courtroom, and Dylan walks out of the restroom. Dylan says he is sorry, and she says, are you? Dylan says yes. Madeline says, I let Norman into our lives. That was me. Sam's a piece of evidence in there because of me. But Norman only tricked me for a couple of weeks. I mean, how did he trick you for your whole life? She says, you knew. You're his brother. You knew. How can you live with yourself? And she walks away. I would also like to add, Madeline, that your husband tricked you and was cheating on you. Yes. You didn't know. For Allah, who knows how long. Who knows how long. And who knows how, I i don't, Marion may not have been his first. Wait, sure. And, yeah, Madeline. High horse. Get off it. Yeah, I just, I really liked her at first. And now, I this just really left a bad taste in my mouth. I just don't like how confident you knew. You knew, you know. Oh, like, yeah. That was, like I said, that did not win her any friends. No. And I think that's an interesting way for the show to go. They had to on purpose. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I threw a little hotel lotion at the dog trying to get her off the bed, and she she's like, all right. She picked it up and took it to her bed and just chewing it. <laughs> I'm going to let her do that. <laughs> she's like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so, yep. Two more bodies to connect to. They better get into it. I know. I, I couldn't help but in this think, you got so many more bodies you don't even know about. I know. I know. Keep raking that lake. I lake. know. <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if those are never they can't brought into this. They can't do that. They've got to bring them all in. Yeah. Ah. I demand so much of this finale. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some acrobatics. <laughs> I know. I know. People. If you're leaving all of this for one episode, uh, then I can see myself letting some things go and just being like, that was so good, I don't even care. That's the thing. We might we might have to... We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next we see Maggie Summers in her kitchen. Romero walks in and says he needs her computer. She says she has been worried sick about him. He says he needs to look up where they are holding that bastard and asks why she didn't tell him that Norman Bates had been arrested. She says she didn't think he needed to know. Didn't Chick tell him that? Um, yes, he yes, did. Yes, yes, So why was that newspaper so big for Romero? You're right. <laughs> I don't know. Romero says putting a bullet through his brain is the only thing that kept him alive the last two years and now he can't get to him Maggie says to let the law do it Romero says oh yeah the law they know what they're doing I want him dead I want to do it myself (laughs) Uh, Maggie says he loved his mother and she wouldn't want that done to her son Romero says she is dead and doesn't have any say in it you know I'm with Romero on this yeah (laughs) He tried so hard that last day. Yes. So there's got to be some harbored feelings there. And yeah. I'm with him. Podcast darling Romero stays a podcast <laughs> Yes. Well, he's got a point. I mean. He does. She doesn't have a say. And no. she is dead. And when she had her say, it was to her demise. And he knows that fully. I know. I know. And... You do want to honor the wishes of those people who have, you know, and do things like, oh, mom would want me to do it this way or whatever. Absolutely. But then there just comes a point where it's like, they're dead. <laughs> they don't have it. <laughs> Especially for something like this. It's like, they just don't have a say. They're dead. Sorry. You know? Well, they're dead and they were wrong. And yes, you have to also put in your mind what they would have done if they had the knowledge they didn't have. Exactly. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yep. You need to do that too, I feel. And I think so. Okay, now you're getting lotion all over. That's done. <laughs> <laughs> Romero finds where Norman is being held and tries to leave. Maggie stops him and says her family has an abandoned cabin in Montana. They can go there and assume new identities. <laughs> what makes you think he wants to do that with you, Maggie? <laughs> I know, Maggie. <laughs> I don't think the feelings are mutual. <laughs> you're embarrassing. Just because he took you to prom that one time. <laughs> <laughs> he felt sorry for you. <laughs> Maggie says she knows Norma's death broke him, but she can take care of him broken. <laughs> I'll take you broken. 
That's so desperate. <laughs> it was a it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, she begs him to let her help him, but he says goodbye and walks out. There was a second where he looked at her where I was like, no. I know. <laughs> I know. I was so pleased with the goodbye and walking out because I was yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. Yep. Yep. You are not connecting me to. Oh, I... the uproar of the Norm Merrill fan. Oh, can you? Been... Um... There would have been pitchforks and torches. <laughs> <laughs> They edited it with Romero and Maggie Summers getting together. <laughs> I would retroactively hate the show. <laughs> we would take all of our podcasts down off the internet. No one could ever listen to any of them again. <laughs> Nothing to do with this. That's what I would have done. I was catching about Dexter. Because <laughs> again, that lumberjack scene made me re- retroactively hate the show. It's <laughs> oh, so sad that a bad ending can do that. I know. I wouldn't have thought it possible. It's like, how can they get it so wrong? Because <laughs> <laughs> we stood by Lost. Yes, we. I we still stand by Lost. It was a I decent do. ending. I, didn't, I like ending. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but but Lumberjack Dexter broke me. <laughs> Maggie will take care of you. She likes broken. <laughs> You're like ooh. <laughs> it's like Carrie said. If you find out the summer's having up in a cabin, don't don't go. <laughs> no. <laughs> you need to watch Misery first. <laughs> so I think that's the last Maggie Summers is ever going to see of Romero alive. <laughs> Me too. And that's kind of sad for her, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so next we see Emma sitting in a room, and the Wilcock kids wheel in a cardboard box and put the box in the cremation oven while Emma watches. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have happened. Mm-hmm. When- no. Father Will Crox was around. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cuts to Emma parking her car in the woods and carrying a box. She scatters her mother's ashes and leaves. All while Crimson and Clover is playing. It was, it was beautiful, but... Yeah. I... Crimson and Clover was a wedding song for me. That's a <laughs> it's great one of my song. favorites. Oh, yeah. I think it's just one of the most, like romantic sexy songs ever written mm-hmm. and now I have that next we see Dylan in bed at the hotel and Emma walks in she gets into bed and cuddles Dylan and says she wants to go home in the morning and she wants to be with Katie and he says he understands he tells her he went to the hearing and she says she understands. Dylan says, Emma? And she says, I don't know, Dylan. Let's not talk about it now. Okay, so I understand happened a million times in this episode between these two. Yes. If you notice, they said those words to each other in I almost every scene. Yes. Which speaks volumes. Yes, it I does. Think. It does. They are trying to understand each other, and I think they truly do. And the fact that she cuddled him speaks volumes and I think that is our saving grace if anyone was worried the fact that she was still able to cuddle him in this situation and the way she felt the last time she saw him and what she just been through Mm -hmm. 
they're going to be okay. Those two kids are going to make it. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. And I want I, I want to see them talk it out though and bond cuz I yes. I still just don't think it's fair to be so awful to Dylan when he this is his brother too. He's losing his mom and his brother, you know. No, it's not fair. It was selfish. Yeah. And there's no way around that. No. He but always wanted family something... and he finally got close to his family. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's something she's going to have to deal with her whole life, that that's the way she treated him when that all that went down. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, we all have regrets. Yep. He can throw that in her face. <laughs> remember that time I did this? <laughs> and remember you earlier, you know, I had a gambling you. problem. <laughs> <laughs> so dylan was going to say something and emma thought she knew what he was going to say do you are you of the mind that it was the same thing um i don't know i i don't know what he was gonna say okay to me her answer i don't know dylan let's not talk about it now Mm mm-hmm means that she thought he was gonna say emma are we gonna be okay or is this are we ever going to get through this? And I do yes. not. That's what he was going to say. Okay. I think he was going to apologize. And because he walked out of that courtroom. He did. After seeing all. I didn't really discuss that. But yeah. After seeing all that evidence. And the Sheriff Green connecting. You know. How all of these people are separately connected to Norman. Had he even heard the name Jim Blackwell? I can't remember. Was I don't he, know. Told about this guy, or is this? I don't think so. Totally new person. I think it's a totally new person to him. So we never saw a scene where he knew about Jim Blackwell. Yeah, so I think it's the classic TV trope where someone tries to tell them something they want to hear, but they won't let them speak because they assume they know what they're going to say. I think you're right. Yep, I think you're right. Because I think that's. That bugged me. <laughs> yeah, because he did. He walked out. He. Yeah, he was too disgusted, it looked like, to yeah, finish like... what he thought he was able to do. He's like, no, I changed my mind. And walking out says way more yes. than not showing up at all. It does. It does. And, you know, it's like Sheriff Green says, you know, these these three people virtually have no connection to each other whatsoever. Except for Norman Bates, you know, mm-hmm. and that's got to be a eye opener. <laughs> like, oh mm-hmm. shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I bet you're right. I bet he was going to apologize or say, "I walked out of the hearing. I'm going to go home with you tomorrow. I'm done. I don't care what happens to Norman," you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she shut him down. But that's Emma. Yeah. It's like that argument they had a couple of episodes ago. Her superpower of mm. knowing what people, whatever it was, like, how he put it. <laughs> and he's like, that's annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, she just did it again. <laughs> but they'll still be okay. They'll be fine. Yep. Uh, next, we see Emma getting ready to leave. Dylan wakes up. He hugs her and she kisses him on the cheek and leaves. 
cuts to the sheriff's office. Emma walks in and says she wants to see Norman Bates. Oh, I got the worst feeling when she walked in. I thought she's going to die. I thought he was going to somehow be able to get to her or something. Oh, really? I was terrified for her when she walked in there. Oh, I didn't even think that. All I thought was, she knows how to use those holes in the plexiglass. I thought that too. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's in that montage of Norma. (laughs) Yay. So Emma walks in and says she wants to see Norman Bates. The deputy walks her to Norman's cell. She walks up to him in his cell. He says, hello, Emma. I guess I know why you're here. She says, you do? Because I'm not sure I do. Norman says, well, it's about your mother, I imagine. They think I killed her. She says, I think you did too, Norman. Norman says, no, I wouldn't kill anybody, Emma. You know, that's me. Norman, you're Norman, your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Norman talks to Emma. Head Norma. (laughs) <laughs> looks closer at him and says, where's Norman? Norman says, I'm sorry about your mother, Emma. She wasn't nice. She was using Norman, and she was using you. Emma says she didn't deserve to die. Now we can see the reflection of Head Norma in the glass. And Head Norma says, death isn't about deserving. It's just part of the deal. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a nice little window into Head Norma's yep. thought process. <laughs> it's just part of the deal. <laughs> Uh, she didn't deserve to die. Sorry, getting kicking the dog off the bed. Oh. Um, she made her own bed. You know that better than anyone. Emma says, can I talk to Norman? Then we see Norman, and he says, oh, Norman's sleeping in his room. There's an apple pie in the oven, and when he wakes up, he'll smell it baking and know that everything's okay. So that was totally the little scenes that Norma would put on for Norman. I loved that. Mm-hmm fantasies we saw in the first couple episodes right right we saw her like coming up with it (laughs) emma says well can you tell him something for me can you tell him that i miss him norman stares at her and she's yeah then the camera kind of focuses and she's off put (laughs) she is she is i think emma kind of rattled head norma a little bit yeah, that she maybe she can't uh, fool everyone. Right, right. Well, and also that other people care about Norman too. You know, mm. I don't think Head Norma. She's the protector. She's the only one. You know. But right. you know, here's here's this girl, this young girl who knows that he murdered her mother and she's like tell him i miss him you know (laughs) 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 so even that can get to head norma yeah that's cool yeah um so next we see regina the sheriff office receptionist walking to her car and romero walks up behind her and sticks a gun in her back he says he is sorry to drag her into this she asks what he wants, and he says Norman Bates. They walk into the sheriff's station. Romero pulls his gun off the deputies and makes them get down on the floor and makes Regina take their guns. One of the deputies asks what Romero wants, and Romero tells him he wants him to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's Sheriff Romero back. <laughs> uh, Regina whispers to the deputy that Romero wants Norman Bates. Romero yells at her. 
Another deputy deputy opens the door and walks in, and Romero shoots him in the arm. So yeah, that you could be right, Em. That could be the deputy like escorting Emma out of Norman's cell, and then he's coming back into the office. You know, mm-hmm. that could very well be. Um, cuts to Norman in his cell, and he hears the gunshot. Cuts to Romero making everyone walk with their hands up Norman's cell. Romero walks in and says, hi, Norman. (laughs) (laughs) Norman asks what he is doing there. Romero tells the deputies to open the cell. He makes them all get in the cell, except for Regina, and then points the gun at Norman and tells him to get out. Norman says, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Always the polite one. (laughs) He says, no thanks. I'm staying put. Romero grabs Norman by the throat. Regina locks the peas in the cell. Romero finally lets go of Norman. They walk out to Chick's car. Romero and Norman get in the back seat, and Regina gets in front. Norman asks where he has taken them, and Romero tells him he wants him to take him to her body. And we see head Norman in the rearview mirror. Okay, the decision, the decision to have Regina go with them. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Why didn't he lock her up? Here's what I'm thinking. Does he want a witness? <laughs> I think so. I think for one thing, he wants a driver so that he can keep the gun on Norman in oh, the backseat. Okay. Because yeah, if, so. if it's just the two of them, there's a big chance of escaping. And I also think, I really, really think, this is my prediction, so I guess we'll get into this. Okay. I think Norm or Romero is planning on a murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. And he wants a he wants Regina there, so that Norma's body can get taken care of and properly buried and stuff. Okay. So that someone knows that Norma is out there too, you know. Right. That's my thoughts. I like it, and I like his plan, and I like that he has no idea that he's he's got Norma in there, not Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I'm giddy that he just doesn't know yet. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's part of my prediction that ties with this scene. The scene Norma in the back seat mm-hmm. with that look on her face. Is it, uh-oh, I don't know where the body is. Oh, crap, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, see, that's my whole, this is the thing, is we had that big deal with him hiding the body and being like, I don't want you here. And she's like, she kind of respected that, and it seemed like she stayed out of that. That's right, that was Norman. She was jealous, but that was Norman. And I think now we can see that that was played out brilliantly, that Norma does not know where the body is, and there's going to be a problem. Oh, crap. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is what's revolving around the whole finale to me, is that uh, he's going to find out that that's Norma, and that she's going to have to let Norman come out, because right. she does not know where the body is. That's And right. I think that closing shot was like, uh-oh. <laughs> No, you're right, because I did notice, because there was a look on her face, and I was like, because to me, because it, it did seem like a, like a worried or 
or something look on her face. And I was like, what? She's so worried about she's out. She can, <laughs> she can do this. You know, this is a, so. Nope. There's a big wrench in head Norma's plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. And I love it. I love it too. Ah, <sighs> well, what do you rank this one? Oh, I'm going to give it a four. I really liked it. Um, but it, it all hinges, really, it hinges on what they do for the finale. If there's forgiveness yeah. in what we don't know yet and all the stuff I need to know and how good it is. It's really hinging on that. So for now, with all my hopes and dreams of the finale, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to go more like maybe three and a half, three point seven five. Well, that's totally fair. Yeah, I liked it, but I'm kind of with you at all. It could just be that when it's all over, this episode and the next episode are going to seem like just one episode. For sure, yeah. And so they could kind of meld into each other. So, But yeah, I'm going to kind of go like three and a half, I think, on this one because... I, I really think there was a lot of time wasted on Emma and Dylan that could have, I don't know. I think I just wanted a little bit more action and a little more Romero and Norman. Right. So. And I think that's totally fair and mm-hmm. I agree, but mm-hmm. I also wonder how much all this will factor into the finale. I mean, if there's going to be a real place for it, because right. we've got some interesting drama going on with Dylan and mm-hmm. Emma oh, and yeah. Caleb and all of that. Mm-hmm. With all this drama, and people complain all the time that Emma gets sidelined and she, you know, gets pushed to the side. And so I think this was a little bit of fan service, giving her a pre episode where she was in you know, we may not have agreed with her feelings, but she had her feelings and she had her say and she wasn't just a I love you, Dylan, and sappy. True, true. She had her own mind and she did it and she followed it and she did everything on her own. So, you know, it was for Emma's character, it especially for the people that feel like she gets sidelined, she really did could be her own person and make her own decisions and have some screen time. She did, but which I'm fine with. I just kind of question the, the placement of this, yeah. you know. Doing it penultimate is, is, a, is little, a problem. Is, yeah, it's kind of a problem. So I agree. It's not perfect, but yeah. I think that's kind of maybe part of the writers. Yeah. I feel like they've had a lot of things they've needed to do and there's just little things that just for the sake of the plot they had to maybe not do it exactly how they wanted to. So they did the best they could or something. Yeah. I think that's what comes with doing 10, 10 episode seasons. Mm-hmm. I think, I think 12, episodes 12 would have been. been better. I don't think they needed quite 16 that might have kind of made it a little, eh, not so right. well, not so tight. But man, twelve episodes or thirteen would have been great. Because mm-hmm. then they could have probably done a little bit more with certain plots. But totally, 
Ten. Ten's just not a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'm sticking with the three and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then uh, we've already done our what the bib. It's the whole cremation stuff. <laughs> yeah. And a few predictions, but I got more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we need to talk this out. Yes. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel like they have another. I don't know. I'm too. I'm of two about this, so I've got two of these. I think, and neither of, neither of them are totally well thought out. Um. Okay. I feel like another way they could. Uh, kind of distance themselves from the cycle plot mm-hmm. and do something like they did with Marion is to kill Norman instead, mm-hmm. which seems pretty obvious choice. It just doesn't seem at this point they're going to go with House Ended that just puts him in an institution. But if they do that, I feel like they would give Norman more of a redemption, almost like he somehow comes to grip with mother and kicks her out for good. Mm, mm. You know how in Psycho mother kicks Norman out? Yeah. For good? I think Norman may kick mother out for good. I would love to see that. Actually. I would too. I would really see that. And the only way that would work is if he somehow can convince everybody of that and live okay in an institution for the rest of his life. Right. Knowing what he did and kind of be sweet. He could be, I think Dylan and Emma could accept that and they could, like we joked about, <laughs> take little Katie to see Uncle Norman. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it just it wouldn't be grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be Norman and they could be right. friends forever and all of that but I I wouldn't be satisfied if he's not spent his if he doesn't spend his life in an institution I think that'd suck to like let him out even if he is cured a mother I don't think they would Mm-mm. so I think that's sweet and I think Norman you know Dickie <laughs> <laughs> He just, I think, almost, he would feel like this is okay. I can do this because I deserve it. And he could, like, have zen about it. Right, right. He'd be like, this is my life, and I can do good where I'm at, and I can have a relationship with Dylan Dylan and Emma. Well, and make up for them. Make up what I did. Or and what I my think Norman was. would feel that way. That is pretty consistent yeah, with his character. It is. And... He's tried to. He has tried to turn himself in this entire freaking yes. show. Yes, it's Head Norma's unreasonable one. Exactly. So, so if there's some way they can knock out Head Norma for good, I like it. Then that's something, and that would have to go. He'd have to cure himself somehow with all the memories and just. I don't know. It's a big. It's a big thing. <laughs> If they can figure out how to do it, they can figure out how to do it. And, you know, that's your job, guys. <laughs> well, you you do remember what the title of this next episode is, right? The Chord, yes. yes. And that also cut the cord, man. The cord between your hearts. If okay. you cut it, then that works. Because, <laughs> yeah, it could be cutting the cord. And that's why the cords, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I was like, man, they could go cheesy with this cord thing. 
If... Yeah. So I need, with Romero, I need to figure out a satisfactory way that that lives on. And I would be okay with sort of with her body and just knowing everything's okay and that her body's found. I honestly would be okay if he just shot himself and mm-hmm. said, bury me next to her. Mm-hmm. Chisel that Norman out of that spot. <laughs> let's, let's just remove that. That's totally can Regina? Can you make sure <laughs> order a new headstone? He never thought. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he could possibly in this finale. Yeah. I forgot. Daniel, close your ears. Yeah, I kind of, I do, I have a feeling before we were like, no way is it going to be a suicide. I think we were kind of against Romero doing the suicide, but I kind of think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it now. I think it would be I think it would, a little more be, consistent with where he is right yes, now. Yes, exactly. It would be appropriate where his character is right now to commit suicide. But he would need to be okay. I mean, he said it in so many words that... He is living right now just, just to put a bullet into Norman's brain. Right, right. And so if he's not given that opportunity, he'd have to let that go first. And I'm good with that. Right, right. That somehow being convinced that he was his mother, and there's going to have to be a little bit of forgiveness, but I still can't live with this. I just want to be with Norma. Right. I think he's going to slip that ring on her finger and boom. I think so too. I think he's going to lay down next to her and... Boom. Was that a cat? No, it was a kid at the park. I've got the kitchen window oh. open. <laughs> <laughs> That's how close the park is to my house. <laughs> Let me close the kitchen window. <laughs> it wasn't very loud. I heard it. <laughs> so Okay, so scenario one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I want the most. I like it. I like the other one is how they depart from Psycho is that Romero does get his shot in the head to Norman and then kills himself or Regina kills him or Dylan shoots him after he shoots Norman. None of this is as good. It's not as good, but that's kind of what I was thinking how it's going to go. I, I really think it's going to be like a murder suicide with Romero and Norman. I don't think, I think Regina's just there to witness and make sure that someone knows where Norma's body is. Yeah. And, you know, that... I don't think Dylan's going to have a part of it. I really... Hmm. I don't know what kind of role Dylan has to play in the rest of this. There has... There absolutely has to be something about Caleb. He has to find out. Yes, he has to find out about Caleb. (laughs) But how? I mean, it was Chick that killed Caleb... Well, I. Think what if he goes that... to visit his old cabin and Caleb's body floats by? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the lake that. Oh yeah. Did that at that one that's up by Dylan's cabin? <laughs> no, that wouldn't happen. But. Well, I'm sure, Chick did something else. Um, I think. I think Head Norma is going to go away and Norman is going to have all his faculties and he's going to do a big 
this is how the story went. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't see any other way that Caleb, that Norman would find out about, or that Dylan would find out about Chick, or God, Caleb. Well, They're Caleb's all... body is around. Bradley's body is around. Right. Those bodies could show up. We have no idea what Chick did. What did Chick do with Kayla's body? Well, we know that he burnt it and set it floating in the lake, but that doesn't mean there's evidence of it still. Yeah. You know? So. They could get that old fisherman from, like, season two or three. <laughs> yep. Like, no one asked me, but there's this body. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? No one asked. <laughs> now that you find these other bodies, let me tell you about the things I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found a body of this guy. Why don't you tell us? No one asked. <laughs> I hate there's that a car there too. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked. Why didn't you tell us about the car? No one asked. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's the most symmetrical thing I can think of is that Norman kicks Norm out for good. I like it. I really, really, really want that to happen because then that would be a good way to tie up some loose ends. The yeah, the Caleb Dylan, you know. And seriously, I I can't speak for Romero, but I don't think anyone really has a beef with Norman. <laughs> Right. You know, if Head Norma was gone, I really think everyone would be okay. Right, right. No, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if Romero is strong enough for that, but everyone else I think is. <laughs> I don't think Romero is. I Romero's going. Yeah. Romero Especially now what he's done. I mean, there's just he is on a suicide mission. There is nowhere else to no, go for, for him. Only back to prison. And for what? You know, yeah, to not get the satisfaction of the reason he broke out in the first place, you know it so no, Romero's not gonna live, no, and it's gonna be devastating, mm-hmm. but and it's gonna be it's sad gonna be, it's gonna be necessary, and he's gonna and that's be, how I feel. he's gonna be crying and touching frozen Norma's face and probably kissing her on the cheek, and mm-hmm. then he's gonna shoot himself. I can see it in my head. And the ring, the ring, the ring. The ring <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel can just shush yeah. from wherever he wants in the series. Just shush it and come up with your own and be happy with yeah. that. I had to do that with Buffy. <laughs> you can too. <laughs> but no, I like it. I think that's. I think that's really smart if they kick head Norma out and bring Norman back. And end up pretty much the opposite of the way Psycho ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like they're that a lot. They're telling their own story, and they've proven with Marion they're willing to. Right. I wonder if she's gonna commit suicide herself. <sighs> no, I just wonder if. No, she's... she's not a good person. I wonder if Marion's gonna somehow show back up. Oh, Marion. Her phone. They made it a point to like show her cell phone on the side of the road ringing and stuff. It's like. I thought that was just I to guess. show that she threw it out. But I guess they did show her throwing it out, which I didn't know the first time I watched. <laughs> yeah, they, they showed her throwing it out. And then they showed Sam calling it and leaving a voicemail. But maybe 
Maybe I'm putting too much into that, so. I don't know. I could see Marianne just gone forever. Yeah, you're right. Especially that it was a special guest star. I think that's all they had, and that's the story they wanted to tell with Marion, and we can just decide that she lived happily ever after with her money and never got. Right. Yep. Do I have any other predictions? I'm just excited. Me too. Excited and sad, but excited for our watch party. I'm really excited to get together and watch it. Yeah, me too. That's okay, fun. let's discuss the possibility of Norman killing himself instead of fusing. Like Norman getting, getting the uh, upper hand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because he cares about Norma, and he's the only one that can say where the body is. Right. And knowing everything he's done, knowing that he faces a lifetime, now knowing... I assume he finds out about all the bodies. He doesn't know about all the bodies. He doesn't know about Bradley. He no. Mm-mm. He knows about Jim Blackwell and he knows about Sam. Right. So he doesn't know about. He doesn't know about Emma. About Audrey. I'm sorry, Audrey. Doctor E. Right. And, and that could Bradley. very well be like I have the best of her. Ooh, this is good. Okay. <laughs> He's got, he gets, he, she allows him to tell Romero where the body is and he, he gets up to be able to tell him and enough fortitude to be like, she's going to take over me again and just kills himself instead of letting that happen. Or begs Romero to kill him. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like that too. Yeah, me too. Whether it's a suicide or he tells Romero, you need to kill me because she's going to take over any minute now. Do it. Uh, uh-huh. And she's going to. Yeah. And oh, he man. makes that heroic decision. What if Head Norma murders Romero? Oh, this is something we didn't discuss. I was disappointed on Norma's reaction when. Romero showed up because she acted like Norman. Yes. That whole like, uh, I'm staying, staying put. Yes. That was very Norman. That was Norman. That was not head Norma. So I thought that lame. Mm-hmm. But what if, What if she does take over? I would not be happy if Head Norma kills Romero. I don't want that to be the scenario. No, no. I think for where I'm sitting right now, suicide's suicide is the sweetest. It really is. And usually I'm like super anti-suicide. Yeah. But in this case, it it's really, Romeo and Juliet. It really is. It really is. And I can get on board with suicide with Romeo and Juliet. Same, yeah. Except that he does it and she's not actually dead. I hate that. Makes me... (laughs) It gets me every time. Every time. It's like, they're going to make it this time. (laughs) I know. Nope. (laughs) She's going to wake up just a second earlier. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and I've seen productions where they actually have like the one moving a little bit while the other one's drinking. Oh. And it's like, oh, I'm so close. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's turned into very Romeo and Juliet for it me. Has. So it's yeah. good. That turns it okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very romantic. Oh, it's going to be heartbreaking. Mm-mm. You guys are going to have to see me ugly cry. I know. I'm like, <laughs> 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 Bring the Kleenex. <laughs> well, I guess I'm out. Yeah, I'm. I can't think of. I don't know. This is it. One more. Hmm. Sad trombone. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But. But yeah, send your feedback in for the last one. Let's let's talk it out. Yeah. If you've never done it before, send it. Don't be shy. Tell us what you think of the series as a whole next time. Yeah, and send us your predictions. Not only on... Uh... Do you know what would be fun? Hmm. Is if you guys send us some predictions, because we have to wait until 11 o'clock on Monday. That's right, and we're going to record. So we could spend a little time at our little party, maybe reading some predictions and discussing what you guys thought, and maybe if we've had any more thought on what you guys thought, and just do a little mini. Yeah. Mini sewed. Yeah, yeah, because we. Before the commentary that we put out or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So yeah, send us your predictions. How do you think it's going to end? Because I don't think anyone did that, did they? <laughs> uh-uh. But I'd be interested to hear. Yeah, and send us your uh, your predictions dead. on the the death. I'll uh, while I'm podcasting or while I'm you know, I'll make a poster or something, and we'll have something so you guys can see and uh, something official. Yeah. So after you listen to this, you can make your predictions and send it in to us. Yep. So. I'll listen to the Sue Watches Buffy where I explain the rules <laughs> and remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we'll make some sort of trophy for the winner. Ah, uh, yes. I made B trophy for the Buffy one. That's right. I got it engraved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she put it on the mantle next to Matt's Emmy. <laughs> it's higher up on the mantle than the Emmy. That's right. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Yeah, so. we got some fun times ahead. Yep. So we got some stuff. We got some stuff. So. All right. Well, chill your own ass. Yes. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right. Bye.
So he used to rent out a space in Orem, and every Wednesday he'd just have, like, free guided meditation every hour from, like, 8 to 8. Mm-hmm. And he just moved it because someone decided to, like, add it to their business or something. But they let him have this little room, and they're letting, I think, I don't know, he probably does some meditations for their employees or something, and they let him on Wednesdays still do this just free to the public open meditation guidance. Oh. It's just a little place in North Orm. That's cool. Yeah. Must be nice. It is good. I, I don't know, you know I've always been interested in Eastern religions and philosophies and 
Right. Just lately, I've been feeling like, I don't know, trying to collect my thoughts on it all and just get more into it and less just, I don't know, more focused. And right. Med- meditation's cool. It's like uh, just focusing your brain into like more inner. I don't know. The world's so shallow and awful right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know. <laughs> just nice to like really just do something with your brain that lets all of that go and just kind of think deeper thoughts and just be a little a little more inner right instead of just outer busy stupid crap all day <laughs> right on. i don't know the society is just getting to me so much <laughs> oh yeah I, the world is I hear you going to hell <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a foothold. <laughs> get in an Emily bubble. Yes, and just a little inner peace. Right. Well, that's cool. More people should do that. I agree. I like religion. I like all religions. I really do. But I don't know. The wor- religion's not cool these days, and people don't like it, and they're staring away from it. But and there's a lot there is so much corruption in religion in every religion and that's what people focus on and if you focus on like the inner like awesomeness that is believing in like a higher power and living in a state of recognizing that and loving your fellow humans and just kind of like encompassing that into a pure religion i love so much and it's just, I don't know, the world doesn't love it anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the corruption sucks. In in yeah. every in my religion and every religion. And I don't know, I just wish more people just focused more on pure religion. All of them. I think they all have cool stuff. And I love the Buddhist philosophies and the Taoism and stuff. And I like to incorporate that in in my personal beliefs and everything and just trying to do that more and I wish more people did <laughs> the world's so nice. shallow I know it sure is I just don't think it's in a good place and I don't see it getting better <laughs> I think it's steering itself towards a worse place yeah for sure but I can meditate and just, <laughs> I'm just learning to do that <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Maggie says he loved. Oh, sorry. Romero said. Oh. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Romero 